you Panther fans still in quarantine, probably trying to kill all of your family members. I'm J.R. Robinson, class of 2010. With me today, as always, because I can't get rid of him, is my brother, Heath Robinson, class of 1995. You're living in my house. How are you not getting rid of me? I can't get rid of you. Whatever. Shut can't up. Chase you off of the shotgun. Anyway, we're coming to you today from the Robinson household to give you another episode of the Hale podcast. It's been one week filled with Netflix specials and all kinds of crazy stuff. So exciting. But it's, it's also been one week since you looked at me and and said I'm sorry. Yeah. She's <laughs> got so much chickie China Chinese chicken, man. But anyway, we're back for this week's episode. We're back in my truck. Otherwise known as the Ronnie Ford Studios. Yes. We've gave Ronnie so many rides back to his house that we uh, we have decided to name it this. Yeah, we have christened my truck the Ronnie the Ronnie Ford Studios. One of these days we wanna have guests and I'm not I guess we're gonna have to get the break down and get the equipment then because I don't know if Coach Mike wants to like come in my truck and sit down and have an interview. But who knows? I don't know. Anyway, uh, also, I'd like to throw this out there. You're not a true Pikeville football enthusiast unless you give Ronnie Ford a ride home. Amen, brother. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way it goes, okay? And you took him to Wendy's and bought him food. Uh, McDonald's. But He always wanted me to take him to Wendy's. He took me. He told me to take him to McDonald's. Well, I guess he just, he, you know. He's just. He's, he's the man. Up, he's the man. He does what he wants. But anyway. For the second time, we're coming back with a Hell podcast. Third. This is our third episode. I was talking about, I said it just a minute ago we were back, and I'm saying it again. We're back, daggone it. I just saw you all need to know it's Hell podcast, and let's let's do this shit then. All right? I thought you were going to cuss. I was not going to cuss. Um, Drive me to cussing sometimes. Shut up. Uh, well, I guess first and foremost... Last week, we promised to, uh, we had told you we were going to bring you a uh, after show of about 15 minutes, and that never came to fruition, mainly because um, the uh, uh, tornado to end all tornadoes, or whatever uh, well, it was. We, we were definitely in the death zone. Yeah, it was, it was blowing in here, and about the time we were about five minutes into that after show, and a transformer uh, blew across the river from my house. So we figured it'd be a good idea to get out of there. Yeah, my mom came outside and started freaking out. Like, oh my God, get in the house now. And I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? You know, because in this truck, it was like the daggone The truck was wheel. rocking. It, it was crazy, man. It was the, the wind was just rocking it back and forth. It was wild. Well, in the truck, it's like the daggone Batmobile. It's the tinted windows and stuff. You couldn't really see what was going on. And then all the street lights went out. And then the transformer blew. You look over, you could hear. It sounded like a train up in the hills. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, and, you know, we're just sitting out there. A tree, a couple trees got in the road. Yeah, it, 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 it about became a, a Pikeville Panther football storm chaser podcast. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, or the storm was chasing us, really. Yeah, so we had to cut it a little short. Sorry. 
Probably should have done it the next day, but you had to go to work. Uh, that's all right, though. I'm sure you guys had fun with the last episode. And also, another added development this week. I've added a Facebook page. Go find Hail Podcast on Facebook and give it a like. Uh, we're going to put pictures on there. If you guys have any old pictures um, that you'd like to share on there, you know, this pipe of football related. Um talked to Lucas Burchett and got his permission to share some of his YouTube videos on there. I put up his uh, Isaac McNamee highlight tape from his sophomore year yesterday. So uh, you guys give it a like and uh, give us a listen. Also, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, our new logo, shout out to Dustin Boyd. Yep. Uh, I think he did an amazing job on that. Um, he is working tirelessly uh, on a couple different things right now uh, since this whole thing's been going on. And he's doing this, and he still has to go to work with me. So shout out to Dustin. That's awesome. We appreciate everything you do for us. And uh, we we need you, Dustin. We need you more than you ever know, okay? We're useless without you, Dustin. Yeah, we need you, man. Dustin also, got to give him a shout out. Dustin was a pipe of football player too, man. So he's he's uh he's putting a lot of work and a lot of passion into this, just like a lot of people are. Yeah, he had some suggestions for our topic today, and uh, he gave me some pretty good insight on what he thought. And you know, Dustin played uh, his senior year, uh, and we graduate. I graduated with Dustin in 2010. I consider Dustin. Uh, to be a very close personal friend. Um, he's our cousin. And he's, family. he's family, but more than anything, I mean, he's. If you ask anybody about me, they're probably going <laughs> to ask where Dustin's at. So, yeah. Uh, me and Dustin go back a long time, and we appreciate all you do for us. And thank you, Dustin. Uh, and also want to give a shout out to Blake and Jessa Branham again. For shouting us out on their podcast, the Blake and Jessa podcast. I missed it this week. Did they shout us out again? Yes, they did. Oh, cool. Uh, they also it. have... Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, Sorry, they, guys. I've been busy this week. The, they also uh, put on there that they have uh, officially listened to themselves at half speed, and they agreed that it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I, I literally laughed till tears came out of my eyes the first uh, time I heard it. But... They shout us out every chance they get. Anything we got to ask them on the Anchor app. Uh, yeah, they've given us a lot of help. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're good people. And uh, they've helped us Je- out. Jessa more so than Blake, but, you know, still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love well, you, man, Blake. You got to do helps do podcasts. I love you, Blake. You're like, you're like my little brother, man. You know that. Yeah, but uh, anyway. But Jessa's better. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd say Jess is better. You know, happy wife, happy life. Well, she's, she's a lot sweeter than Blake. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thank you both for helping us out. We're going to continue to listen to y'all's podcast. Y'all continue to send us some ideas. You want ideas from us, we'll try our best to help you out. Yeah, I got, I got a shout out. To, I didn't want to shout him out last week because I didn't want to. I wanted to air on the side of caution. But the uh, member of the 87 team that I mentioned that I wouldn't name was Trey Deskins. Trey's been a, a phenomenal help. And, and, you know, just the outpouring of support from the people out in the community and, and even people out away from here uh, to kind of reconnect, which is part of our mission. You know, you got a lot of people that, that want to 
still be a part of this program that are a part of this program and, and want to get reconnected to it or stay connected to it. So that's, that's a big deal for us. Yeah. So, so just shout out to Trey and all those guys and, uh, and Trey, um, I wouldn't even thought of at that time when you were playing, not to call you old. I'm just saying, I think he is Trey. <laughs> not to say, I would, I would take that off of him. Listen, Trey. I feel, I feel old right now and I'm almost, I'm not even 30 yet. You're, but. you're a center. He's a linebacker, man. There's just a natural well, rivalry. I mean, football takes a lot out of you, man. I yeah. mean, daggone. I mean, my knees still hurt. My playing days, my shoulders. Maybe. Yeah, tell me about it. Nah, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, next episode. What hurts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. I can't get out of bed. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they told me to do something at work. <laughs> I said, get your own daggone pop. Yeah. Well, but anyway, thank you, Trey, for helping Bub out. And, uh, we're going to try to get uh, a lot of these people on the show later. After. Yeah, as soon as we get the equipment and we get our feet under us a little bit more and the coronavirus decides to go away, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, we're going to kind of just try to build this thing up, man, the best we can. And uh, we definitely thank you guys for coming along on the ride with us. Um, yes. And also. Trey, you know, oh, yeah. Trey told me something funny. He said. He said, man, you guys may be on to something great here. He said, I, I really do think that. And I was like, no, I think we just created the monster that's going to turn on us. <laughs> but, listen, man, we're just... Uh, it's going to turn on us and eat us one of these days. We're just a couple of guys, man. And we, we like to talk, and sometimes we sound smart, and sometimes we sound like complete morons, and you guys enjoy it, or at least you tell us that, unless you guys are a bunch of liars. But... Uh, you know, we appreciate all the uh, all the feedback and everything. And uh, you want to get to the topic today? Yes, yeah. I'd love to uh, sometime today. Yeah, but shout out to all you awesome people and on with the show. Today, our topic is top five most underrated players. And I'm going to be honest with you, JR. This was the hard, excuse me, this was the hardest one so far. Um, for me to try to understand. To be honest with you, I just finished my list literally 30 seconds before we went on air. Um, still trying to contact people and get information about players and things like that. And um, so it, it's been pretty difficult, but it, but it's also been fun. I've enjoyed it. Listen, when you're talking about underrated players, a couple things that I went by. One... Does everybody talk about him? Yeah, Jim Williamson, uh, shout out to Jim. Love you, Jim. Uh, he asked me yesterday, he said, really, what's the criteria that you consider underrated? And my thing is, is that it's a player that really kind of goes unmentioned, okay? Um, kind of doesn't really, you know, there's more famous uh, people on the team that people remember a little bit more, maybe because their name was in the newspaper a little bit more, but these guys that we're naming off, you know, were kind of overshadowed for some reason. Firework! Oh, sorry. You know, somebody put a bottle rocket off. I don't know if y'all heard it. Um, There's supposed to be a core tape. But um, anyway, uh, so, but it's also guys that you can't have a team without, okay? You can't the teams don't have the success that they have without them doing their jobs and and being good football players. 
And a lot of these players set up those stars. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know, they don't get that recognition without these guys' help. Well, that's the so. beauty part about football, I think, and it's always been what I've thought, and I taught it to you when you was little, and I taught it to Corbin and every kid I've ever, played, ever, ever coached, is that my favorite quote, one of my all-time favorite quotes about football is from Jim Brown. And a reporter one time asked him and said, do you think you're the greatest football player who ever lived? He said, the greatest football player who ever lived doesn't exist. Now, this is paraphrasing. I don't know what word word. But he said, in order for him, Jim Brown, pronouns pal, uh, in order for Jim Brown to be able to do what he did, somebody had to block for him. You know, somebody had to call the play. Somebody had to. You know, a wide receiver had to, you know, fake running a route, you know, so to get the DBs away from whatever, which with Jim Brown, it didn't really matter. But you know what I'm saying? It, and so it's a team effort with everybody. And listen, um, another quote. This is from an old coach of mine. Um, I won't name who, but he would always say that football is a complete team game because When's the last Michael Jordan could go out and score and basically take the game over and win the game by himself. In football, that can't happen. You have to have receivers catching the ball. You have to have linemen blocking for you. You have to have running backs hitting the hole hard and also blocking for you. Or just something as simple as a quarterback carrying out a fake. Yeah. You know. Just stuff like that. Football is the ultimate team game. And Yes, we are going over underrated players today because I think that they deserve recognition. Yeah, recognition. you could just boil it down to simply players who deserve more recognition than what they get. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we're trying to do today, and we're doing another list. Yes, we did a list last week, and guess what? You're going to probably get a few more lists on top of that. But I think it's great debate. It's great fun. And it's a lot, it's, it makes you think a little bit, especially when you're in a house cooped up. It's something that everybody can get involved with and voice their opinion and get a little, you know, get a little hot, get a little heated. Uh, but at least you're doing something, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to get right into it. And I think I'll start. Okay, today. go ahead. All right. So honorable mentions. Okay, my honorable mention, one. We're just going to do one honorable mention this week just because, you know, we spent a little bit too much time going over honorable mentions last week. Yeah. So, I just got one. I don't. I thought you had one. I've, I've got, I had two, and I'll. Well, go ahead. Heck with it. Okay, honorable mention one for me is uh, Tyler Baker, class of 2009. Um, Shaking Baker, man. Yeah. Uh, Blake probably knows about this all too well. One of the most gifted athletes that's ever came through Pikeville High School. Six foot two, probably about 215, 220 pounds. Um, jump ball king. I mean, he, if you put it anywhere in his general vicinity, he's going to catch it. And here's something that really made me put him on my list. He had... I think it was 12 touchdowns his senior year, and we ran the ball. I think uh, we had a percentage like 85% of the time we run the ball when I played in 08. Oh, he, he was unguardable, man. Yeah. There, there, was, there was nobody in this area 
that had anything for Tyler Baker one-on-one. Still to this day, he holds the record at, well, he's tied for the record now. Jackson Hensley uh, tied him uh, last year. Uh, has a, He had a record of four touchdowns uh, caught in one game. Uh, basically single-handedly after five or six of our starters, including yours truly, uh, went out of the game with injuries. And we needed that win to stay in hopes to win the district. Baker came up clutch. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget his one-handed interception. He was also a, a awesome safety. Yeah, that, that was the game that Dr. Coleman thought you had ruptured your spleen. Yeah. Yeah, that was scary times. Uh, but uh, back to Baker, you know, I mean, you go on the highlight film, he's laying crackback blocks. I mean, he's he's doing everything in his senior years when he really showed out. Now, he was a heck of a ball hawking safety, too, man. Yeah, he, he really was. was. I mean, he had that one-handed interception at Paintsville my junior year yeah, that I'll was, never forget. That happened right in front of me. The, only, that one that I've, the only one I've ever seen that was even close to that was junior high Isaac McNamee the one-handed interception, uh, uh, coincidentally, against Paintsville. Um, that was the only one even close to it. But honorable mention one, Tyler Baker. Uh, love you, Baker. Uh, number two. T-Bake. Number two, honorable mention, a fallen teammate of mine. Uh, yes, I'm going with teammates, but this guy doesn't get enough credit either. Taylor Ratliff. Rest in peace, my brother. Um Taylor Ratliff, it's not every day that someone has 12 return touchdowns in one season. 12 return touchdowns in one year. That's insane. Okay? He was a gamer. He always played to the whistle blue. Uh, he wasn't the biggest, wasn't the strongest, fastest, or quickest, any of that. But when when we was in made but when we was in crunch time. He made some of the biggest plays we needed to, to stay in the game, and we were in a dark time at that time, okay? Uh, he was always engaged on both sides of the ball, and uh, like another player that uh, was all, that I'm going to be mentioning, he was just that guy that you wanted to go into a dark alley with because he was just mean, okay? He'd knock your socks off. He was a leader on the field, and... Taylor, we miss you, brother. I wish you could listen to this. I'm sure you're listening up in heaven, but, brother, you were an excellent football player, and uh, I was thankful I got to play with you. So, T-Rack was awesome, man. And, I'm, and you and I were talking about this earlier. T-Rack, could, you could line him up in the backfield, okay? Line him up at wide receiver, okay? You could put him about everywhere, plus he was, you know, he led the state in returning kicks his junior year in kick return touchdown. Um, he was the predecessor to the Ben Maynards, the A.J. Vanderbecks, and the Jackson Hensleys of the world. Uh, he was kind of the first one of that. He was a, he was a Swiss Army knife man. He was an amazing football player. Uh, if you have yeah, he was just a pure football player. I mean, that's just all you can say about him. Uh, you know. If you want to see his highlights, there on Lucas Burchett's. Um, uh, page there, Panther Thunder, I think it is. No, it's, uh, uh, no Lucas Burchett, all one word. Yeah, Sorry. Lucas Burchett on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you go go on YouTube and give that page a like, man, you, you're it's a it's a treasure trove of Panther sports. Yep. So, big shout out to T Rat, love you, brother. And uh, we're gonna move on from that. But uh, Taylor Ratliff at uh, my second honorable mention. 
Number five, A.J. Vanderbeck, class of 2015. Yeah. Now, one of the most complete football players I've ever seen. He could do it all. He was the definition of a Swiss Army knife. He played on the 2015 state championship team, and usually when you talk about that team, you hear about White Battle. You hear about, of course, Derek Pugh. The Charles brothers. The Charles brothers. I mean, you hear about all those guys. But you know, up Kane, front on the line, Logan Coleman and yeah. Gunnar Admins and uh, 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 the Mead kid. Yeah. Tanner um, Roop, all those guys. But AJ kind of slips under the radar. He really doesn't get mentioned a whole lot. But, you know, the kid absolutely always came to play. You know, he was the wild man. He was that guy, like Taylor, that was that guy you wanted to go into a dark alley with, and he didn't care what happened. He was just going to go out there and give it everything, and he didn't care how big you were, how tough you thought you were. He's going to hit you. Mm -hmm. I remember that hit he had on Cash Daniel in the 2015 uh, Paintsville Classic, and he runs right up into the hole. Cash Daniel being every bit of 6'4", 2'30", a monster, and AJ just absolutely lays him out. And I was like, man, this kid is for real. But he gets under the radar because, you know, he didn't score a lot of touchdowns because Derek Pugh was Derek Pugh. And, you know, you had Chatlin Gerald. And because he played so many different positions, it, there was a, you know, his his stats at any one place wasn't going gonna to knock you out. Yeah, and... Not to mention the kid was fast as lightning. He was a burner. And uh, he was just that guy that you just had to have on your team that didn't care about recognition, that didn't care about any of that. But he did all the stuff that sets other people up to do great things. Heck of a stock blocker at wide receiver. He was just good in all areas. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but it was awesome to watch him play for four years. Uh, over at PHS. So shout out to AJ Vanderbeck, class of 2015, number five. Mm, 16. Uh, 16. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Caden Cottle at number four this little, year. Little cousin Caden. Yes, I have him on there. And one player I didn't mention on the uh, 2019 recap, and I did that for a purpose, was because I want to mention him today. Caden Cottle was one of the best linebackers I've ever seen play at PHS or any level period. Uh, an absolute beast and he's under six foot tall. I mean, you don't hear a lot of linebackers that'd be an absolute beast under six foot. Go and look at this kid's film. Okay? Yeah, John Collum is the legend, you know, and John Collum was the face of that defense. Matter of fact, John Collins is probably on his way here to try to kill us because we're not on the he's not on this list because he owns all this. Yeah, um, you know, John Collins' poker face killed five people last year. Yeah, but anyway, um, just from a pure film standpoint and being pure football geeks like me and Jr. Uh, both are, uh, you go look at his level of play, at his play recognition at everything about that kid's game, especially through the playoffs, and it's dang near flawless. It really is. It, it's dang near flawless. A tackling machine. Yeah. Just yeah, he, do, he doesn't make flashy plays like Colin did or, or anything like that, but he was just 
everywhere. He was that guy in the middle. He was that guy in the middle who's going to make those plays. And this year's Belfry team is going to remember that kid for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I was getting ready to mention that. The Belfry game comes to mind because every time I watch that film, Caden is everywhere helping out on a tackle, getting an assisted tackle, uh, you know, slowing somebody up, doing something that goes under the radar. That You could easily put his uh, uh, linebacker mate that lined up right next to him right on that list. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, well, not Colin because everybody knows who Colin is, but and he's a legend. But Caden, to me, as a middle linebacker, and yes, so what, I'm a little biased. I was a middle linebacker. Caden was an amazing football player, and he definitely deserves to be on his list. He gets outshined by some of his other teammates, namely John Collum and Jackson Hensley. But Caden, we and Bub both know you deserve to be on any list at any time. You're a heck of a football player. If you player. look up fundamentally sound in the dictionary, like I said, watch that film and tell me tell me any linebacker you saw that played better. I can't. Okay. I mean, he just he wasn't flashy. I'm talking guy. to the people out there. Watch him on film and if you know anything about football, watch him on film and tell me he's not one of the most fundamentally sound football players you've ever seen. Yes, absolutely. And that's why he's on my list. So Caden uh, is at number four. It, it was a master class in linebacker play. Yes. It really was. Yeah, it, really it was. was. But I have and, to put And credit on to it. Coach Sully for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had to put Caden on the list because I just I was always astounded by how he played at linebacker. Plus because he wore your number. Yeah, that too. 34 is awesome. Uh, okay. Number three are uh, one of our great friends. Have a group chat with him. Talk to him just about every day. But he yeah, I about put him on my list, but I wanted to put somebody else on there to get them for recognition. So Douglas Powers, Coach Dougal. number seven in your programs, but number one in your hearts. Was it class of '97? Yes. Okay, I thought I had that right. All right, when the thundering herd of Marshall in the 90s when you have Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, to name a few people that played for the Thundering Herd in the 90s. Come knocking at your door asking you to play football for them. You're a pretty daggone good football player. All right? Um, He was six foot five and had a cannon for an arm. Okay? Could sling it, could make any throw you wanted him to make. But he wasn't just a statue, man. He was athletic. Yeah, he could move. He could get out of the pocket. He'd run you over. He played some tight end for you all. Yeah, yeah. When he was a sophomore, I was a senior. And uh, John Pruitt was our quarterback. And love you, John. But, uh, uh, you know, Doug played some tight end and done pretty well. But Doug is, Doug is underrated because... At the time he played, he ran Hillard Howard's run-heavy offense. Yeah, the, the wishbone. wishbone. He so, may have got to throw it three, four times a game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have Doug Powers at number three because he doesn't get a lot of recognition. He's most known at PHS for his basketball career. Uh, but he was a heck of a football player. And for his mom, uh, Lisa Wheeler, who is arguably the best coach in Pikeville High School history in any sport. And his dad, or, yeah. And his, his stepdad, stepdad, Mark Wheeler, uh, who is who taught me more about playing line 
in three weeks than anybody else did in three years. That man could sit down and break down a football game like I've never seen in my life. Yeah. Like I've never heard in my life. It's so he comes, he comes by it honest. He, yes. he, you know. But, you know, he was most known for his basketball career. But trust me, if it weren't for that, you know, that he ran a run-heavy offense, uh, everybody and their mother would be talking about Doug Powers up there with the Matt Branhams, with the Isaac McNamees, with the Randy Maynards. Yep. Uh, you know. And I'm going to give Doug credit for something, too. And I'm going to take a little bit of credit for myself. Uh, you and I were coaching fifth and sixth grade. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. We uh, picked teams, and uh, they let us do a draft. We drafted Isaac McNamee as our first-round pick. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Okay. The first thing that I did after I did that is I told you, I said, man, all we're going to do is mess that kid up. Yep. I said, we need to get somebody that knows how to play quarterback. So I called Doug Powers. So Doug uh, came in and helped Isaac, and, man, you could just see it every single day, that kid just the light switch was coming on for him. And he was, uh, Isaac was like a sponge to Doug. I mean, he was just soaking up everything Doug had to say. And he loved Doug. Dude, when you talk, when you're talking to a guy who threw to Randy Moss, I mean, and shared a meeting room with, uh, Chad Pennington and Byron Leftwich, you're going to listen to the guy. He knows his stuff. So Doug Powers will be number three, but you'll always be number one in our hearts, Doug. We love you, Doug. We love you, Doug. Hopefully you'll actually listen to this. Okay. Yeah. All right, number two. He's, a, he's our third co-host, man. Yeah. Whenever this ends, Doug's going to be on the show a lot. Yeah. If, if, if he wants to be a co-host and be on every episode, you're more than welcome, Doug. Uh, you know the number, okay? Uh, number two. Now, I want to. I know I've got two guys from 2015 on here, but this guy doesn't get any credit because, A, he's a lineman. But it's our list. We yeah. can have whoever we want to. And, B, uh, his nickname was Nugget, okay? Nugget. Number two. Logan Coleman, class of 2015. Iron horse, baby. When you start all four years at PHS, a prestigious program like we have, that's saying something, okay? Not a lot of people can say that, all right? Um, I didn't start till I was a senior, so. I didn't start. I started a couple games as a sophomore, and then I started from then on, but. Why don't you just get Me. But anyway, uh, oh, I started one game as a freshman, too, on special teams. Uh, anyway, um, when you start all four years at a school like Pipeville, that's saying something. And Logan Coleman was an absolute monster. Not big at all, maybe five foot eight at the most, but you wouldn't know it by the way he pushed people around. The anchor, man. But Lyman always find a way to get left off these lists because no one really, you know, because they're not getting the touchdowns. They're, you know, they're not. And I could easily have five linemen on that list. They're not. Easily. Yeah. They're not making, you know, all the plays, uh, you know, all the tackles and stuff. But trust me, without Logan Coleman, that 2015 team does not win state. Uh, Logan controlled both offensive and defensive lines. Uh, you could find him on many Pikeville Panther uh, highlight tapes. Um and he was just an excellent football player on both sides of the ball. Man. Absolutely. And and, um, and he really was a catalyst for one of the most mentally focused groups that we've ever seen. When they got beat by Belfry, 
a light switch came on, and that team was unstoppable. They were on a roll. Logan Coleman, if you ask anybody, the Nugget was an absolute vital part to that success. And he doesn't get a lot of recognition because he wasn't a running back. He wasn't a defensive back. He wasn't a wide receiver. He didn't score a lot of touchdowns. But ask anybody on that 2015 team. Logan was an absolute monster, and that's why I have him at number two. And number one for me is Mickey Webster, class of 1987. Holds a one. Uh, sorry. No, he was. Mick? Sorry if we get the classes all mixed up, guys. I think Mick was 89, but I'm not sure. But anyway, Mickey Webster. And the reason I say this is because as my first day at Pikeville High School, I walked in and, Bub, you were showing me some plaques of all the guys in the Hall of Fame. Mickey Webster was up there. And Mickey Webster was kind of an undersized linebacker. And he made it to the but university. But he didn't play like it. But he did not play like it. And he made it to the University of Kentucky. Every child's dream when they play football in Kentucky is to go to UK. Or it should be, on it. You know, you hear the names like Doramus, McNamee, Honaker, and Hackney. But Webster doesn't get mentioned as much as those guys. And he should. All right? He was an absolute monster. I remember coaches talking about him that played against him and said that, you know, he was just an absolute load and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. And when you go to UK to play football, go D1 period, that's an accomplishment all to itself. But he played linebacker, and I think he played some offensive line. But like I said, he was an absolute animal from what I've understood and the stories I've heard about him. And he was one of the reasons why I had that in my mind, that if I put the work in and I do what I can, uh, didn't work out too well for me, but I could make it to my dream, which was to go to UK. And he was a big inspiration to me. I never really told anybody that, but he was. And uh, I thought I was, man. Shut up. And, uh, uh, <laughs> don't you, uh, you know, no one wanted to deal with him on the field. Absolutely no one. Mickey and was a force. That's why he will be my number one pick on the most underrated players of all time. Yeah. So that's my list. Take it the way you want it. Bub, let's hear yours. Okay. Uh, honorable mention for me um, would have to be, and I'm going much recently, as in last year. Um, and I've mentioned him already. And I told you, I am a man of my word. Uh, I told you all a couple of weeks ago on the 2019 season recap that if we did a list of, uh, of underrated players that Peyton Boyd Blair would be on that list. Well, he did make the list as my honorable mention pick. Um, the kid's story. Okay. Just his story. And where he started as a freshman in the program up until the time he was a senior when he graduated is... It could be a Hollywood movie. Uh, it really could be. It, it was an inspirational story, a lot of ups and downs, you know, uh, and a lot of different things. I mean, you know, his... Uh, you know, and I, a lot of things I won't go into on here. Um but you know that's 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 Peyton's story to tell. Yeah. But um, anyway, show, 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'd love you to be on that, be on this show if you want to tell that story, Peyton. Uh, you can, you've got an open invitation, my brother. Anyway, um, you know, just what he did on our defense, you know, as you and I talked about in 2019, a lot of people picked on him, and he made everybody pay. I don't think, I could be wrong, but I don't think I saw Peyton Boyd Blair get beat deep one time all year. Yeah. Okay. Against the run, you know, a lot of those jet sweeps, a lot of those strung out run plays, Peyton was, Peyton did not care to stick his nose in there. Nope. So, um, to me, I would definitely put him, and like I said, championship teams are not championship teams without guys like Peyton Boyd Blair. Yeah. Does it tell you real quick, real quick, this kid was, they went another route in tw- in 2017 at quarterback, okay? We, they went with Connor Roberts. This kid was on the bench. And instead of putting his head down and, 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 and crying and everything, this kid got up, said, I'll play wherever you need me to play, and now he's one of the best cornerbacks that I think I've ever seen at Pikeville High School. So kudos to you, Peyton. That's what football's all about. You may not work out some at some place on the field, but you've always got a place if you work your butt off and do what you're supposed to do. That's what football's all about. Yes, sir. And you know, it's guys like Peyton Boyd Blair that you that you root for. Yep. And you know, not just because he's some type of sentimental story, but because of his work ethic, of his tenacity, of his aggressiveness, of his you know, unselfishness, that's a big resilience, one. unselfishness, whatever other ness you want to think of, you know, that kid was it. So that's why I put him on my honorable mention list. My number five would be from the 87 Panthers going back with the Beatles again. They're the Beatles, man. <laughs> but um, the uh, would be Chad Thornsbury. Uh, he was the fullback on that team. Uh, he got quite a bit overshadowed uh, because of his other mates in the backfield and Hackney and Doramus. Deservedly so. And, oh, yeah. I mean, but in my view and in my estimation and what I remember watching, Chad Thornsbury would have been good enough to start for probably any other team around here. 100%. And at halfback, not just fullback. Never got a chance to watch the dude play, but I've heard stories about how tough that dude was. Okay, you know, go watch the film. Of all these people we're naming off, go watch the film. If there's film to be had, and if there's film to be had, Lucas Burch has got it. Go find it and watch it. You know, not just, he rushed for a 1,000 yards. He was a 1,000-yard rusher his senior year. Okay, uh, the first play from scrimmage, they were playing Johns Creek in 87. Johns Creek was undefeated, and they had some dude named Dr. Death that played over there, and and they was people out from all over the place coming from Johns Creek because everybody thought, well, there was a lot of people rooting for Johns Creek to beat Pikeville. And the first play from scrimmage, uh, Chad Thornsbury took a fullback dive up the middle and took it 91 yards for a touchdown. And Pikeville rolled on and killed him by 50. And let me throw this in there real quick. Uh, if you run a wishbone offense like Pikeville did, one of the most important pieces that gets overshadowed a lot is the fullback position. Ask uh, Philip Haywood over at Belfry, too. The most important position on that offense in the backfield is the fullback because they take all the pressure off of the half. Because you have to be as good as a running back when your number's called, but you also have to be like a third guard in that backfield because you got to go in and clear out, you know, who the offensive line 
you know, aren't able to block in order to make that play happen. And you got to take a lot of attention off the halfbacks, too. I mean, the fakes and everything else, you've got to be a force. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Chad Thornsbury, to me, makes it to number five on my list. Maybe even should be higher. He is a Hall of Famer, technically, because the entire 87 team is in the Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, he, he was a – he's another one of those guys, you know. He just went out, done his job. He was tough. He was fast. He was hard, hard nosed, and you just you can't win championships without guys like him. Exactly. Number four on my list is a guy that I played with, and uh, maybe a little biased, but I, it's 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 our show, so I, it's my show, so I don't care. It's my list. Is a guy by the name of Chris Strait, who played uh, linebacker. Uh, he was a junior when I was a senior. He played at Pikeville 94, 95, so he would have graduated in 96. Uh, another fullback and also a linebacker. Um, Chris wasn't, he was kind of, wasn't very tall. He was about 5'8 or 5'9, something like that. Wasn't very tall, but he was about 230 and he was solid rock. He was a, he was a gold glove boxer. Okay, you're starting to get the picture here. He was a gold glove boxer. He was tough as nails. And he played linebacker, uh, you know, and he may have had a he, he had a, a, a pretty good nose guard playing for him, uh, playing in front of him. That was keeping a lot of those guys off of him. Uh, you know, I don't know that guy's name, uh, but I think I'm, I'm him. And <laughs> now, I played with Chris, and, and Chris was a, uh, he was a phenomenal football player, man. He really was. Uh, I love to, I love the mentality that he brought, you know, and he was a good guy too. Me and Chris are, are still really good friends to this day. Um, I'm thinking he led the state in yards per carry his junior year. Uh, he also unofficially had the longest run in Pipewell High School history in 99 yards versus Fleming Neon. But he gets overshadowed because. But he gets overshadowed because in the same vein as Chad, Chad Thornsbury, uh, he played with Brent Coleman and Eddie Doramus in the same backfield. And when Doug, well, the next year, Doug Powers was his quarterback. So, you know, Chris kind of fell between the cracks a little bit as far as that goes. But, man, I'll tell you what, anybody who watched Chris Drake play, anybody who had to go to practice against that guy every day and had to hit him, you never forgot Chris Drake. Yep. Um, number three on my list is from your era. Okay. Um, and I think this guy deserves to be on there. Um, Daniel Harmon. Okay. Uh, graduated in 09, I believe. Wasn't that his? Yeah, he graduated in 09. He was a year ahead of you. Um, Daniel Harmon, there was, go, like, again, go look at the tape. There was nobody uh, that ever played running back at Pipeville High School that was any more talented than Daniel Harmon was. Okay, athletically gifted. Okay, he played some defensive back, he played corner. I think he only had something in four in four years of starting a corner. I think he only had three passes caught against him. Yeah, something insane like that. Um, Daniel has the uh, single game record for touchdowns in a game with eight, I believe it is seven. Seven, I'm sorry. Uh, I think he also may have the uh, record for touchdowns in a season. Don't have those numbers right 100% in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he's either there or he's close. And I believe he also graduated as the second all-time leading rusher behind Brent Coleman in school history. 
Um, the reason why Daniel gets overshadowed a lot or gets is underrated is because he played from that 05 to, you know, from that 05 to 2010, 2011 era that is known as the Dark Ages. And especially when Harmon played, he didn't have, um, he didn't have, the teams didn't have very successful years. I'll just put it to you that way and try to be nice about it. But um, uh, Harmon was absolutely a, a stud. Okay. He was a stud. He reminded me of a cross hybrid between Greg Hackney and Brent Coleman. That's what he reminded me of. And let me go ahead and throw this out there since I actually played with the dude. The reason he is not on my list is because, um, for one, from the time I went to Virgie Middle School uh, when I was all the way up until I was in seventh grade. And let me go ahead and tell you something. Uh, Daniel Harmon was, just put put it this way, was a well-known person, okay? Yeah. Uh, Daniel Harmon was... Basically, they're, they they wrote songs about it, okay? <laughs> I mean, he was an absolute monster. At, at middle school, if you want to go like top ten middle school players, he's number one on my list. You could not stop him. He was unbelievable. Um, but the reason I don't have him on my list is, is because I consider Daniel Harmon to be top five best players I've ever played with. And at that time, in that era, you didn't mention Pikeville football without mentioning Daniel Harmon. And, you know, at that time... At that time, he was kind of the only game in town, though, to be honest with you. And the reason I don't make see him as underrated is because he wasn't underrated to me. To me, he wasn't. I know. I mean, he was very physically gifted. Like I said, the only reason why I put him on this list is because, unfortunately, being that he was on some teams that weren't as successful as up to Pikeville standards as successful, you know, he's going to kind of get forgotten about. You know, people's not going to, you know, down through history, I think people's going to kind of, he's going to be kind of easy to forget about nothing of his doing, but just because of the teams he was on, okay? What are you saying about my teams, man? They suck. Leave them alone, man. Sorry, but they, they, they were horrible. Leave them alone. You guys were like Betsy Lane and Maroon. It was terrible. We beat Betsy Lane, though. <laughs> just leave it alone. Okay. Sorry. I love though. you, DH. I love you, but... I'm I the, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm Daniel, just saying. I don't consider you underrated because I'm telling you, dude, from the time that I was in, like, sixth grade all the way until I graduated... I heard your name a lot. Harmon's not going to listen to this. He coaches for Valley. Oh, he'll listen to it. I hope you do, But I love you. You know we love you, man. Yeah, and... uh, Okay, number two. My number two is a young man. Well, he's... I guess you can say that. uh, By the name of Roger Dale Calvin. Okay, played quarterback. I can't remember the year he graduated. I'm wanting to say it's like 81, 82, somewhere around in through there. Uh, he played on the 79 state runner-up team. He was a quarterback, I believe, somewhere along them lines. But anyway, I can't remember what year he graduated. But um, he was a prototypical D1 quarterback, even for those days. You know, really tall. I think he's like 6'4", something, somewhere along those lines, had a rocket arm. And, man, from all accounts of when he played, 
you know, that I could tell he was kind of like a Brett Favre, you know, he was kind of like that riverboat gambler, you know, he, he just, but, and I really do believe kind of like Doug Powers that had coach Howard opened up his playbook just a little bit more. I think uh, about everybody who's ever played quarterback here would be chasing his records uh, because he was just that talented. Um, that's my number two. Number one. Uh, my number one is a young man by the name of Tim McNamee. Okay. Now, let me explain. I have him number one on my list because he was a heck of a DB, an absolute playmaker. You can look at him on defense in 87 and 88, and he was a playmaker. You know, yeah, he was a great punter. He went on to be a great punter. But for his play in high school at DB, he was awesome. Um, you know, typical McNamee, you know, athletic athletic, aggressive, don't care to hit nobody and don't care to, and is a playmaker. Um, he went on to Eastern and was all OVC first team as a punter. And then he went to training camp for the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins as a punter. Still to this day, I think the only player in PHS history. No, we've had several. And that's, you that's go to training camp. Yeah, we've had, we've had several and that's going to be another, uh, episode for another day of Panthers and the NFL. Well, I've, he was the only one that I've heard about, and, you know, I, I know a lot about pocket football. I don't go back that far. Neil Smith. But uh, he's the one that I hear about all the time. Like, yeah, he got a, he went to training camp with the Arizona Cardinals. That's the one I hear about all the time. Okay. Um, but the reason why I put him on this list for a few reasons. Number one, he's another one. You know, and when you're on a very uber-talented team like this, like, the 87 team was, like the 2019 team was, and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to stand out, you know. And plus, you know, he was kind of overshadowed a little bit by his brother, you know, Coach Mike. And, you know, and now as far as PHS history is concerned, he's going to be fighting with his nephew too here pretty soon. Yeah. So, um, but I think he definitely deserves uh, a lot more credit than what he gets. And... You know, just his play, and, and uh, of course, he's another typical Mike Mee. He's a heck of a guy off the field, and, and uh, man of God, you know, you know, a good Christian man, and lives over in the Williamson area now. And uh, so, he's number one on my list now. Why, why is your list wrong? Uh, my, my <laughs> list is right, <laughs> but listen, we're, we made these lists, and a lot of you may you know, disagree with a lot of it, but you can agree with this. Everybody we named on that list was a heck of a football player. Absolutely. And there were guys that maybe you thought you should have been on this list, to name a couple. Uh, another great football player, Trey Deskins, was a heck of a football player. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Roop was a heck of a football player. That guy got was like one of the only guys I remember that got a medical red shirt. And got to come yeah. back and play in the, was it 89 team? Well, because, and if you'll notice, I didn't have any linemen on on my list. And I know a lot of my linemen brethren, Trey Deskins being one of them, is going to probably kind of jump on me about that. But, you know, they're a, all linemen are underrated and underappreciated. So, and I mean, you could have a list full of linemen. 
And it's also good to keep them that way because when you have a bunch of angry, mad linemen, that probably means you're going to get some bigger holes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep those daggone. No, no, no. You got to be good to your linemen, man. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, they got to be mean on the field. Yeah, give, you know, send, send some of the cheerleaders that you don't want their way, you know, things like that. You know, buy them a pizza. That, that'll probably help them more than the cheerleaders would. Anyway. You know, buy them a pizza, take them to Texas Roadhouse, whatever you want to do. But. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will probably be on here. What about Tim and Ted Honecker? Listen here. When I played, you couldn't walk 15 feet down the road without hearing about Tim and Ted Honecker, okay? And deservedly so they were excellent athletes even over at belfry i think they had like a pep rally and they they did like the jim and jeb day or something like that i mean i don't consider them underrated because i think that they got you know they were deservedly yeah but you think about Harmon, you think about tim and ted i mean think about the people you named off i named off Harmon, you named off tim and ted and baker and all those guys how did we not do so good during those times? Well, you know, that's a different topic for a different day, you know. So, uh, but you guys, we know a lot about you, but our lists are the players that we thought went under the radar. Went under the radar. And there was a lot of you that, you know, probably thought you went under the radar, but to us, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I I'm see. still waiting on that brother versus brother tag team match, Tim and Ted. <laughs> You've been ducking me for years. <laughs> but, uh, you know. I'm going to choke slam both of you. Listen, I love man. you guys, man. Also, you know, you could go with Josh Sullivan. Josh yeah, Sullivan. Josh. Get a lot. Paul. Paul Sullivan. Paul Sullivan had 2,000 yards. Yeah, he had, the, he had the best single season in Pikeville High School history. But, I mean, dude. I but, mean, well, we're. He's a coach now. He's, I mean, he's still kind of visible in everybody's minds. And not to mention Josh and Sullivan. And he's a heck of a coach. And Josh Sullivan's a daggone legend down here. Not only for what he did on the field, but he won the uh, rough and rowdy brawl yeah. over there. So, he, I mean, I he wore my number. He wore my number. That's why I like it. And he was an absolute monster on the field. Yeah. But that's, that's our list. If you've got a problem with it, they come to the truck, man. Come to the Ronnie Ford Express. Come to the yeah, the Ronnie Ford Express is ru is running wild. When this is or you know we're going to try to get this whole Zoom thing set so we can talk to you all while we're in quarantine. We'll we'll try to figure that out. See what we can get done. But that's my list. I'm sticking with my list, and you're sticking with your list. Absolutely. And, that, and I hear nothing of it. Okay. I'll stand by my list, and and all of the lists will be. I mean, another guy that probably would think you know that you mentioned was Randy Maynard, but to me, Randy Maynard was. Randy Maynard was the team, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Randy Maynard was the guy. Randy Maynard was our offense. Yeah, in two thousand and eleven, he was a man child. I mean, he had help, of course, with Chase Hall. That's another one that could. Have Cody Eastep could easily be on there. I almost put Chatlin Jarrell on this list. But he gets okay. a lot of recognition. But, no, 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 no. Do you know the one reason why I didn't? Why? One simple reason. The newspaper article. The newspaper cover of Chatlin on his knees crying and pointing up and holding up the number one fingers, man. That, that still sends chills down my spine every time the I look at it. The video of him hugging his brother and crying. Yeah, I mean, that, that that right there, because, I mean, that's going to be, people's going to see that and remember it years from now. And that that's beautiful. And I'm and I couldn't think of a better kid than Chatwin yeah. that would be a part of that. 
But yes, there are a lot of players that were underrated that we didn't have on our list. No, we, you you could but, go through underrated players in any era and have a top sixty list and not get them all. Yeah, I mean, th this is a football factory over here, people. Okay, that's why it was so hard for us to do this and why we went back and forth on why we shouldn't or should do this as a topic. But I thought it would be fun. And I thought that, uh, you know, it was be good for everybody to kind of get their opinion going. And, hey, make a top five yourself and send it to us. And then we'll go back and forth with it. That's what this show is for. Absolutely. And uh, we're all for it, man. We'd love to, you know, sit there and argue while you're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> but well, anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, next week, uh, we'll be back with you. Uh, with another topic we haven't figured it out yet if you guys have any ideas send them to us uh, like our facebook page hell podcast on facebook uh, you can email me pipewellpanther68 at yahoo.com uh, you can also uh, send me a tweet or a dm uh, on twitter at heath underscore smash all caps and um, just get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have discussions with you um, and all different things. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up this week, Bubba. Yeah, yeah. thank you all for listening. If you want to get in touch with me, it's J.R. Robinson, J.R.Robinson on Facebook. Uh, you can get me on my Instagram at oldjunior34. Uh, or you could uh, call me. I'll, <laughs> I don't know if I want to give my number. Don't give your number. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, thank you guys. We're coming at you next week with another topic. I promise you, you're going to want to stick with this podcast because if you love Pikeville football as much as we do, especially during the season, we're going to have some uh, great shows. Hopefully, we get all this crap figured out and uh, we can actually have a football season. Because I think we got some big plans and big things in store. So, And with that, God bless. Stay safe. Stay inside. Stay healthy. Do what you got to do. We love you guys. Peace out.